What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. How's your week been, man, Terence? Uh, pretty busy, crazy week. Uh, a lot of uh, there's a lot of buzz in the air. A lot of different things that people are talking about. Like, like what? Uh, what's what's the most buzzy thing you've heard? I mean, obviously the Coldplay concert. Uh, <laughs> I uh. think uh, it's causing rifts in our society right now. <laughs> uh, you know, for various reasons. I think we had a we we spent a good like five six minutes the last time talking about Coldplay. Yeah. And now, uh, yeah, I mean, I would like to officially announce that even with eligibility to attend the Coldplay concert, I will not be attending the Coldplay concert. Even with eligibility? As in, I, I have tickets. Uh-huh. I had tickets. I had access so to tickets. So you privileged Coldplay fan? Yes, I'm a privileged Coldplay but fan. But you don't want to go? I'm not going, yeah. Why? Um, I, I just had a bit of PTSD from the U2 concert that you and I both uh, went to. Uh. In the sense that it was so hyped up and we were so excited about it and we queued and we got tickets and I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. It's going to be great. And by the end of the concert, I was sitting at the corner of the National Stadium, like on the, just waiting for it to end. I couldn't uh. wait for it to finish so I could go home and everything. Uh. Uh. And uh, yeah, then I just remembered, I have been to a YouTube uh, Coldplay concert oh. before. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. But it was also at a point of time when I enjoyed being in mosh pits. And it was a point in time when YouTube, I mean, and Coldplay was playing, uh, you know, some of my favorite songs from their whole repertoire, like, right? Mm. Then I look at their more recent songs, you know, BTS, Chainsmokers, and all that, and just never really connected with me. So if I'm going, it's really just for a retro act, like, right? Uh, and trying to capture that lightning in a bottle that happened 10 years ago. Like. But do you know their set list for this? I don't, I don't. I don't, uh, I don't know. No, I'm, they're going to play Fix You. They're going to play The Scientist, yeah, which will be yeah, fucking correct. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I figured, you know, there are a lot of people who want to watch the concert, including my you friends. Scalping and all. Carousel, I just scalp- you scalping on Carousel. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. So I gave, I don't want to say I gave, la, but I basically am not going. And someone, a friend I know who really wanted to go, couldn't uh-huh. get tickets, is going. La. Uh, oh. And so, no, you never mark up the price or anything. Mm, I mean, it, it's not, it wasn't under my, uh, basically I had access to the ticket, but I yeah. just said, no, la, I won't go. La. Oh. Yeah, see, yeah. See. Plus the fact, uh, you know, being a dad, uh, someone has to take care of the kids, right? When 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 a parent goes to a concert, and mm. all. so if everyone I know is going, who's going to take care of the kid, lah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see. But I see. yeah, so uh, yeah, lah. Similar to the presidential race, I'm announcing that I'm not, I'm not right, I'm not going to a Coldplay concert, lah. But are you going for Taylor Swift? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I think I, actually, I would rather go for Taylor Swift than Coldplay because I've never been to a Taylor. Yeah, Swift never concert. been also. Yeah. You so, know, you're excited about Taylor Swift. I don't know. My wife is lah. Oh, uh, she is so. but I think the the thing about getting excited for uh, concerts done by singers that I'm not super fans of. I went yeah, for yeah, Bruno yeah. Mars because ah, a few yes, years yes. ago I went for Foo Fighters. I went for Coldplay, and I remember me and my friend were walking up. We we're like, "Fuck, man, this is awesome!" Any yeah. concert that comes, we go. We have Bruno Mars, and I hated it. I hated it, yeah. it was like one hour concert. Yeah, uh, it was just so short, and I'm not the biggest fan of Bruno Mars, so I don't yeah. know lah. I don't know about Taylor Swift yet. Yeah, yeah. I won't deny that there was that day of like FOMOing in going uh, on in my yeah. head that I was like, am I really missing out? And but then when you found out got six shows, got less FOMO? Uh, no, because actually I was quite happy that they were doing six shows. Then Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm and still, all sold out already, right? All sold out. And, all sold out. Uh, you know, there's a lot of discussion about should it be sold only to Singaporeans? Singapore, no, Singaporeans <laughs> get priority. <laughs> so it's, I'm, I'm not Simple kidding. Strife. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's it's causing tears in the fabric of our society. You know, and I tell you, I'm sure strategically, right, Singapore, you know how they always want to be a hub for something, right? Mm-hmm. Now they want to be a hub for concerts. Yes, yes. They're going to bring all these big ass stars, piss off the rest of Southeast Asia yeah. by saying, okay, you host your concerts here, we will bring in everyone from around the region. Yeah. If right. I was another country, I'd be like, yo, man, like Malaysia, so they're not going, right? Yeah, yeah. So Taylor mm-hmm. Swift is, um, there are rumors swirling around leaks that there will be more dates. And yeah, because there, the... <laughs> there was three dates and then they say potentially three more dates. <laughs> Fuck, then like every week is like. <laughs> we need to activate some committee of inquiry about this <laughs> thing. Like, can you all just do six days and then like don't do this like three day plus three teasing? They want to tease lah. They want to tease. But, but so how are you yeah. feeling? Have you gotten over that 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 feeling less No lah. I just feel like if every singer comes to Southeast Asia, they only come to Singapore, they do six shows. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels a little more like, then it becomes like a... I do feel it cheapens it a bit. Mm. But I think that's me being just selfish. Because like what you said, it's not one person going to six concerts. Yeah, Everyone's still going only once. Only. So I'm just being like a nimby fuck. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I just did a bit of self-reflection. Like if I go, 
I won't enjoy the the newer songs, right? Because they uh. never connected with me. And I'm just trying to. I'll be just trying to recapture that lightning in the bottle that was me like 15 years ago at a Coldplay concert, la. Yeah, which and, is nice. Why you visit your old self? Yeah, but that's the thing. I think I'll be disappointed because firstly, acoustics in the stadium. I've never felt it's that awesome. they were great. <laughs> Dude, I tell you right, we go. I want to fucking <laughs> rub it in your I face know, know. so much. Right? <laughs> Every gonna... minute, I'll be sending you a video. I'm like, hey, Terrence, look at this. Terrence, look at this. Terrence, look at this. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. No, 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 I'm totally I okay wait. with it. Of course, I had that moment when uh-huh. I watched the Coldplay concert already. So I said, okay, let other people who haven't done it. Don't give me this benevolent <laughs> shit, lah, okay? Don't give Have me you, You've been to a Coldplay concert. Yeah, I went to the one yeah, in yeah, Singapore. Yeah. It so was, if it's, if it's it not as awesome. good. <laughs> if it's not as good this time, will you be very, very disappointed? I will, I will. You will, la, right? Yeah. I will, I will. So I'm, I'm actually afraid that that will happen to me, that my memory of Coldplay will be like, oh, it wasn't that great. Like how U2 concert was, la, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's like saying, oh, don't don't get yourself out of the comfort zone for fear of being disappointed, Terrence. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like, yeah, you, let's say you see an ex or something, you know, then you like, oh, you know, maybe we should like meet Go up again. 40,000 people, la, dude. That, no, you know, that's a like, no, horrible no, no, excuse. You don't yeah, go yeah, to yeah. concert, then don't leave your house, la, Terrence. No, no, of course, of course. No, no some, some, that's why when they come for like one day, uh, once, you know, like when John Mayer came, I remember, that was like, First time in like twenty years, you know. Uh-huh. So when I went to the concert, it was really it felt really special, la, like yeah, really something. So you know? it that is part of the whole six days mm-hmm. thing, lah, right? Mm-hmm. You come, it's just a little peek. You go there, wow, it's damn special. Yeah. Everything's captured. I can imagine Coldplay, human nature, like You got six shows. After yeah. a while, it becomes like a routine, lah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but the the national stadium, I mean, all these our sports hub, lah. As a venue, does concern me the acoustics. Uh, Is it? Me. The, I mean, you've been there for concerts, right? It was awesome. I mean, I'm not oh, okay. like some. But you were drunk also, like yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like. drunk, yeah. <laughs> no, I was at the good level. Okay, the good okay, level. Okay. The good level. Yeah. yeah uh, no, I actually yeah. thought it was it was quite good. I was surprised. Cool play was awesome. Full fighters yeah. were awesome. Get emotional. All. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, good, la. La. yeah. So I, I I really thought about it, and aside from that, like being the nicest person on earth and being benevolent. I think uh, for me it was uh, just like it's really that disappointment really would bug me a lot lah. So I, I don't want to have to deal with it. Terrence, <laughs> Terrence, but you it's like you could be like fucking have a great night, no? Doesn't that yeah. entice you? Okay, like one of six. No, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Maybe two months down the road, you'll be like, I would like to announce that the friend I gave the tickets to, I have rescinded my offer, and I will be going to the co-play concert. Okay, okay I won't deny. I told. Uh, you know the people who bought tickets if that friend somehow for some reason is not able to make ah, it give don't sell it I will go <laughs> <laughs> so so that to me that just, that's the, the threshold like, that's the threshold ah, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. saving saving yourself like, saving yourself mm. but yeah everyone's yeah, like. talking about it like, it's like I think friends and families are quarrelling about the, the co tickets yeah. Yeah, about allocation of tickets like. uh, yeah. and like oh if I go I won't be able to sit with you then what happens you know because I think oh, a, really lot of people, yeah. a lot of people couldn't get side by side tickets then you get standing lah okay but standing then no, no, the price that's, and all, that's yeah, yeah, one sit, thing nah, yeah. beyond a certain age standing also a bit tougher lah you know yeah. Uh, and then you know, and then people are then Singaporeans are angry that, that so many foreigners are getting it. Mm. Uh Singaporeans are angry that Evan Tong was the one announcing the Taylor Swift concert for some reason. Because <laughs> I think now now the basically Sports Hub is under Singapore government management. Oh, so right? Edwin Tong announced it. Uh, on his Facebook, like, apparently, yeah. And then there were oh. leaks about UOB card holders getting exclusive oh, yeah, pre-sale yeah. for Taylor Swift. So like what the fuck is going on, man? When you know, we we just went from three years of no concerts in COVID, and now it's like it's like a fucking it's a, shit show. It's a what? Uh, it's a winner takes all. Uh, winner takes all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our internet, even I mean, Malaysian or Indonesian officials all commenting about the Coldplay concerts and all. What is it? They, oh, I mean, even Jokowi said something, right? Yeah, they said that. Oh, you see, the the infrastructure in Singapore. Maybe we need to examine how we can do it such that it's easier to get permits to perform. Uh, Malaysia was like, yeah, you know, it tells you something that we couldn't get them to, you know, can't get artists to come and perform Malaysia compared to Singapore. So, uh, causing international diplomatic rifts or so. Fucking <laughs> 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 Chris Martin. Singing a song fix time. you, you yeah, come la. and break up us. He's come yeah. to fix you and spoiler alert, he's going to swing that ball around, right? You know, uh, he has this big ball that descends on the roof yeah, and he swings yeah. around. Yeah, but just doing that fucking causes like international problems for us already. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is ultimate first world problems as the countries, yeah. Correct, correct, yeah. Coldplay and Taylor Swift causing rifts amongst countries. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, the, but then again, if you're really a big fan, I think it's, uh, I can understand why. La. It's yeah, such yeah. a big deal. I like, hope, la, I yeah. hope, I hope, I hope it's good. I mm. hope it's good. And I also heard recently that actually someone did some uh, studies and all that. Uh, 
And Coldplay actually hasn't increased their ticket prices by very much, you know, since like 10 years ago or something. Mm. Uh, so there's a general belief that they, they are trying to keep prices at an affordable level for as many people to experience because as Because this one, the lowest tier was 68, which yeah. I don't think ah. is a common thing for like, yeah. for artists who are that big. That uh. big, yeah, $68. Ah. So I also couldn't believe that there was a $68 option. But that's why they could sell out 200,000 tickets. La. Correct. La. Maybe they should just like, Take over NDP, uh, like come during August and just six days of Coldplay. I tell you, if NDP. Coldplay performs at NDP, uh, <laughs> this year Coldplay, the halftime show and all, there's 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 Coldplay until, I don't know man, maybe that's what Edwin Tong is working on. Uh. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly like what you're saying. Big international sports events with like big halftime shows that can rival yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. How, how crazy would that be? Right. Yeah lah. Interesting, like, interesting. Uh, yeah. So, so yes, that's what everyone's talking <laughs> about. Like, oh, the bus, like, the bus. That was not one of our topics. <laughs> we did consider it, but it has now become like a, a subtopic, like, a subtopic. Sub-top- Maybe we'll revisit it every couple of weeks to yeah, talk about, yeah. about whether, whether you, you've gotten over the, the, the FOMO thing, the feeling the of feeling. exclusivity. Yeah. I think no choice, I <laughs> have to accept. Like. Yeah. But cool, yes, man. Yes. before we jump into the actual topics that are much more serious, but also have to do with big events in Singapore and all. Yeah. Uh, what what do we want to plug? Just to tell our listeners or our viewers, since we are now putting out a lot more video content, if you're watching this, if you have found this to be beneficial in any way, emotionally, factually, it'd be great if you can share it with at least one other person yeah. just to introduce them to the show. Yeah. There's so many podcasts coming out in Singapore, but thankfully we continue to grow and it's thanks to people like you guys. Yeah, and make sure to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, yes. Yeah. Back to the YouTube days. Oh, like, fuck. subscribe, comment. Yeah, love, exactly. love missing that. Uh. Make sure you like the, the page and su- subscribe. Subscribe to and us. comment. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. Okay, so the first topic yeah. uh, is a developing story. Mm. It's a developing mm. story. Um, and chances are you would have heard some chatter about it, uh, mm. about what's been going on. It's a, it's a global thing that's gripped yeah. the world. Yeah. Uh, it is the case of the missing Titanic exploration submarine. Mm. Uh, I think now we're into the fourth day. And as we record now, we're mm. on the morning of Thursday, 22nd June at about 11.40 a.m., yeah. they have like a, a less than 12 hours of air I left. I think, uh, according to reports, seven to eight hours left. Seven to eight air. hours left. Yeah. Yeah, so so I mean, it's a it's a developing story. It's it's tragic, but what made you want to talk about the whole this whole thing? Uh? I mean, um, the, yeah, it's it's shaping up to be either a story of uh, immense, uh, you know, one of the greatest rescues of all time, or it could go down as one of the greatest tragedies mm. in uh, not not greatest lah, but one of the uh, most uh, riveting kind of tragedies that people, everyone's following. Because there's literally a ticking clock going on, right? Yeah. 96 hours of air for them and all. Uh, but on the other side, there are also a lot of questions that are being asked right now about the, you know, the founder of the mm. company running the submersible uh, mm. Ocean Gate. Uh, the founder of the company and, you know, what kind of safety measures they have in place. Because like, they're old videos of the, the so-called technology that mm. they use inside the submersible are coming up videos, mm. not even old, like videos from last year and people are questioning, eh, how is it possible that some of these things are even, uh, you know, are even allowed, right? Mm. Whether it's regulatory authorities allowing them to go down in that state and things like that. So, mm. uh, I think that's what is interesting here, that, that discussion about, uh, you know, um, whether there were, there were any lapses in safety, but also uh yeah, why, also examining our own culture, like why are we so? Why is everyone so obsessed with this mm. this whole thing, mm. Right. Yeah. So so I mean, just for context, mm. um, I mean, it is uh, it's for tourists, lah. It's not mm. a research mission, right? Yeah. It's for tourists. Um, the submersible is twenty two feet in in length. Um, it doesn't really you it doesn't use GPS because how it's deployed from what I understand is that there's a launch pad on the surface. Yes. And then it just descends from there. And it's a ship on the launch uh a ship yeah, brings yeah, it yeah. to a place a location that's yeah. close enough. Yeah. And then it just descends from there. Yeah. Yeah. And then it takes directions from there. So it doesn't have its own GPS. Yeah, and it has no motors on board or anything. It's just like uh it doesn't have its own engine on board, so to speak. Yeah, yeah correct. And it, and it doesn't move fast. Uh, it moves at about 3.5 miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, it can go down to depths of about 13,000 feet. Right now, the, the Titanic is at about 12,000 plus feet. Yeah. Um, it can support uh, for five people on board 70 to 96 hours of life support, which means like air, 
uh, I don't think that includes water, but just mainly air. Yeah. And they can take, yeah, five people, one pilot and four crew. Yeah. And it's not a comfortable sitting position also. Mm. You know, you have to alternate. It's by no means comfortable. Mm. It's only 22 feet in length, nine feet in height and eight feet in width. And this is including the yeah. fucking thick-ass carbon yeah. fiber walls. La. For context, I think just looking at it, it looks like you're sitting at the back of a lorry. Like, you know those lorry that, that you see in Singapore yeah. roads. It's like sitting at the back of one of those lorries. Like you can't stand up. Yeah, you can't stand up. You just got to sit and sort of crouch there. Yeah. yeah, and there's one bathroom. Mm. Um, and and like um, the, the thing is, it's completely dark beyond a certain depth in the ocean. Yeah. So at 12,500 feet, it's completely dark. Right? There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. And from what I've read also, uh, it's it, they, they might turn off the lights and all just to save energy as it descends. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the heating is very minimal. Apparently, from some expert, he said there's no carbon dioxide scrubbers to remove carbon dioxide from the air. Mm, mm. So generally, a very base, like a, 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 a basic kind of infrastructure. Yes, yes. So it now there's a whole rescue mission looking for it, both underwater and above. Um, my first thought was like, hey, but if it's going towards the Titanic, why yeah. don't you just go towards the Titanic and search there? Yeah. But because it, the Titanic itself is like a few hundred miles off the coast, mm. uh, and they lost contact with it an hour and 45 minutes after it launched. Yeah. So yeah. it could be anywhere along there. Correct. And it's also deep. La. And to bring up something that is, what, 20,000 pounds, you mm. also need a certain type of equipment. La. Yeah. Yeah. So then the other thing about it is because it's tourists, um, there are five people on board, one of whom is the founder and yes. CEO, and he's yes. the pilot. Yeah. And then the other four are tourists who paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars per seat. Uh, three of them for sure. Uh-huh. One of them, another one is a, a so-called explorer mm. as well. I think he was on the. He has been to the Titanic before. Yeah, yeah yes. He's yeah, the he's a, the owner of the RMS Titanic. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, is the only yeah. company that has the rights to salvage artifacts from the Titanic. Uh, correct. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's been Private down quite company. a few times. Yeah. So, so he didn't. You mean he's part of the mission? Yeah, as in I don't know or mm. whether he had to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that, or he's I see, I see. or he's like an expert that's brought along to to you know be a guide or something like. Yeah, so the five people yeah, there's a CEO, there's that guy, there's a British billionaire, there's a Pakistani billionaire, and his nineteen year old son. Uh, don't know whether Pakistani is a billionaire, but he's oh. a businessman so Businessman who lives in the UK. Yeah, uh, but yeah. very very rich. Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That, I mean, this thing interesting like because I saw some people on Twitter saying that is it. Is it too early to point out the 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 ironic nature of this whole incident? Uh, where's the irony? Uh, in the sense that the Titanic was this supposedly indestructible ship mm. that had a lot of rich people mm, mm. that sunk. Yeah. And here is a vehicle that has rich people inside yeah. that is going to explore the Titanic yeah. that is supposedly indestructible yeah. that now faces the potential of uh, sinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So even when we were talking about this, we we're like it's still developing. By the time this comes out, there might be updates. Right mm. now, there are like what thirty-minute interval and uh, metal noises being detected. I mean, they don't. They're noises. They don't know, yeah, yeah. the noises that seem to be coming at thirty-minute intervals, but they don't even know if that's like someone knocking on the hull or anything. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- and I mean, it's just one of those things because the last time there was something like this that gripped the world was mm. the cave rescue, la, Right. Yes, the Thai in Thailand, right, in Thailand. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And that one was just like a bunch of kids, you know, after soccer practice. This one, the fact that it's just rich people, I think it's it's tainting the discussion a bit. Mm, mm, and that's yeah. why I'm like, mm, it's it's still a tragedy. So that's why I don't know. I'm I'm grappling with that. Yeah, and uh, I think the the plus the nature of what they were doing, like, right? Yeah, you know, paying a lot of money to essentially go down to. The, depths. Uh, basically, it's a graveyard for a lot of people. Like, yeah. A lot of people died on Titanic. To go and look at the as a as part of a tourist expedition, like, right? Mm. Compared to the boys, I think the boys were also doing caving. You know, they were yeah. part of a group doing caving, but it wasn't like by any means like a rich person's hobby or anything, like They, yeah, they yeah. just got caught in a storm. So, uh, yeah, again, like, quite different different kinds of contexts. But but for you, like, um, you know, I I had deja vu when when this whole thing was happening because uh. obviously I've been following it. It's quite riveting. So I would, you know, look at for updates before I went, I went, went, went to sleep like last night or the night before. And then I wake up and then I'll check like, you know, any news updates as well. 
Then it reminded me of that time when you were doing your Subaru challenge. Uh. Hey, you bring it up. Uh. <laughs> you bring it up. No, in the sense It's not me. It's not me. Yes, yes. Anyone listening, it's not me. Okay. Yeah, one of the two things that Harish puts in his uh, in his uh, uh, what uh, um, CV, uh. coffee meets bagel bio. Uh. What's the other thing? Subaru challenge and uh, jumping into Taka Fountain. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah, correct, correct, correct. <laughs> the two things that define me. Uh. Yeah, two things that always come up in conversations the first time yeah, meet people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was like. The kind of thing where I was like, oh, okay, Harish is, his hand is on the car right now. He's standing right there. And then I go to sleep and then I wake up and then I'm like, oh wait, Harish is still <laughs> standing in the same spot with his hand on the car. And I don't know what the past eight hours have meant for him, but let's see if there are any updates. And then, uh, and then you go and then, so it was like literally that kind of thing where something's happening for like, you know, what, 80 hours, 48, mm, like a 96 mm. hour kind of thing, right? Yeah. So uh, it's only this time period that people are going to be watching so closely. So yeah. it, it gave me a bit of deja vu. Of that. Although, although of course, you your Subaru Challenge thing is is yeah. you just basically trying to fulfill some strange desire. And some unfulfilled. I mean, in, in some yeah. ways, you could say it's you could say that of this mission as well, right? Yeah. Like, like basically, people wanting to go and visit uh, you know, this historic graveyard. Yeah. Uh, and getting stuck there and, and things like that. La. But yeah. yours, yours, you could quit anytime. You could step out could anytime. And all. Yeah, 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 could quit. Yeah. yeah. So it's about your willpower. But this one is they're, they're stuck. They're la. stuck there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, also, like, at first, I was like, wow, that's, that's, I just, I wasn't sure what the submersible was. I knew it was a tourist submarine. Mm. But it has also come out that apparently it, there were safety measures that may have been compromised. Because mm. the company mm. itself, Ocean Gate, which was started in 2009. Mm. And if you look at the website, it, it uh, uh, offers crude submersibles for charter and scientific exploration. Mm. So their company, yeah, I think they do, they offer all these things for scientific research. And this is just like one arm of it. Yeah. That uses the same submersibles for tourists yeah. to go down. Uh, it's like what you're seeing in space and all. Like. In fact, yeah. one of the person on board, he also went up into uh, space with the Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah, yeah. The billionaire, right? Yeah, yeah, the billionaire. So... So this one, uh, apparently there was an engineer in 2020 who highlighted certain measures that were compromised yeah. and he was fired. Yeah, I think uh, he, he pointed out that the, I think one of the windows or something was not rated for a depth of 4,000 mm, meters. It was mm, only rated for 1,003. Mm, and he, I think he either brought that up to management or what and was fired. Lah. Yeah, and he, and he sued them, right? Yeah, because this, 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 this tours have been going on for a while. In fact, this mm. year also they've done a few. Yeah. But it, apparently over the past few years, there have been a few missions that have been cancelled because of technical issues. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to say like you're going to watch a movie or a concert got technical issues or MRT mm. breakdown. Lah, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing about submarines, even if you're at a, on a plane, technically, okay, for the more... Uh, less disastrous ones you can land at a different airport uh. mm. so when you go down uh, it's fucking scary you know yeah so yeah. but then at the same time it's like anyone who signs up you are aware of the risk uh. yeah because right. then it becomes this whole thing is it wrong for a company to offer these sort of tours yeah some yeah. of the CEO is going in uh. correct yeah he puts his uh, he's he put his money where his mouth, his mouth is yeah. yeah although you see pictures of them using what the Nintendo controller for navigation <laughs> or something a Logitech Logitech uh, yeah. like a generic like wireless gamepad yeah, yeah. yeah so so then it becomes like should you is it of course it's a tragedy but in some way when you sign up for this I think the billionaire himself uh, who or the, R, the RMS guy mm. who has made multiple trips to the Titanic he has said before if you go in you, you know that if something goes wrong you're not coming back yeah yeah. So they are aware of the risk. Mm. Right? And then I was thinking for people who climb Everest, even for people who go to another country and rent a scooter, mm. you are taking that risk. If something goes right. wrong, you are partly responsible. Yeah. You know? yeah. So there's a lot of uh, people who are saying now that, yeah, these billionaires, yeah, you know, they, they paid the money, they took the risk. But look at these rescue efforts that have to be put out there to rescue them when shit happens. Mm. It's multinational. It's not only below surface, above the surface, they're scanning, they're flying planes scanning. So it's like, sure, you can say that, yeah, I'm just taking a risk. It's my own choice to do it. I sign a waiver. But when shit happens, suddenly everyone has to go out and look for you. And then they're like, and, I, and like what you were saying, people are saying there's a little bit more tainted because it's billionaires. Like, if it was just regular people, would, would the same resources be deployed? Like, of course, that's, we don't know. That's speculation. Mm. But the truth is, there is a lot of effort and money and all that being spent to try and find this one submersible. Yeah. Mm, that is true. Huh? Mm. Because it's a lot of the Coast Guards and yeah. like, basically, 
the national organizations. Like, I don't yeah. think, I mean, you can imagine Lauren not being privatized also. Yeah, right? yeah. And even the French now have sent some, some submarine robot and all that to go and find uh, help, help out. So then why, why is it different for the kids in the cave? Uh, there was also there was a global effort. There were a lot yeah, of resources yeah, that were sent. People flew out and yeah. everything, and yeah, and there were now there are Netflix shows about it and yeah, things like that. Uh. Um, why was that different? Uh? Be- I mean, in some ways they were. It wasn't their choice, lah. Right to get stuck there. Mm. I mean, it was their choice to go caving. Yes, you know they went, but that was part of like school expedition. You know, all tra- going. Yeah, like 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 a uh, adult led expedition, lah. Right, you know they would think that it's safe, and typically it would be safe. Mm. But the freak conditions at that time really got them trapped there. Mm. So it wasn't their fault that that happened, like that nature happened. Like, you know, like in, in the, to paraphrase Lee Kuan Yew, like freak uh, nature, a uh, freak uh, occurrence of nature, like, right? Mm, mm, mm. So that one, I, I think people, everyone's like, okay, let's do our best to save them. You know, Mother Nature has, has dealt them. But suddenly this one, maybe like a blue whale hit it on the way down. Correct, correct. Uh, but the question is, yeah, la. Why? Why are you on the way down, Right? Uh-huh. Why are you all the all the way down there and everything? And and yeah, it's there's really a oh, if you if this shit happens to you, you know, it's it's some there's a lot of risk involved in going down to those depths, uh. And anyone who goes, uh, even recreational diving, you know, like, Right? Yeah, even yeah, yeah. At forty meters, already so much shit can happen to you. Yeah. The pressure, your equipment failing, all that, and you always sign waivers when you go. And if shit happens to you, uh, yeah, That's what it's just what it is, like, Right? And there's not much you can really do or blame blame anyone for. Uh, no, but actually, yeah, that, that thing, because I saw some people make the analogy, but it's a very, it's a big stretch, like, but they said, you know, like, for the economy crisis, you know, yeah. where it was a lot of these banks and all that fucked up, yeah. ultimately, it was the governments that bailed them out. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't That's this right. the same thing? Which, which I mean, yeah, like, it's a, but it does make you, make you think, like, what you said, for these mm. five people, of course, you can't put out rescue efforts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of resources being spent on on this for a choice that people made, not our research or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. their own choice. But in some ways, uh, that's what you want uh, your your whatever your navy or your government services to do, right? That if any citizen, regardless of like you know how much they earn or how much they've paid mm. taxes or you know evade taxes, whatever, any citizen or anybody. Uh, if in your under your care, you know, in your in the vicinity of your country, get in trouble, you want these services to activate and and come out and help that, right? Mm. So in some sense, like regardless of who they are, billionaires or not, all that isn't that what you want to see that that uh your SAF or your your Air Force or whatever steps forward and they are capable of doing this. Because there is the element as well that uh, if not, then you spend all the that money on the equipment. Singapore spend how much of its budget on defense and everything? Mm. Spend spend all that money to just do NDP every year, man. No, right? <laughs> you want it to be activated yeah. to do actual things, I like, don't think kids wake up saying, "I want to be a <laughs> sign on in the military to do NDP every year." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I mean that's true because let's say there is someone living in their house in Singapore mm. and they want to organize a barbecue. Yeah. And the barbecue says you can only put 12 sausages at one time. Yeah. But they're like, fuck it, I want to put 40 sausages. Yeah. And it starts a fire. Yeah. And, and the SCDF goes, Let's go lah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it'll be like, wrong for the SCDF to be, fuck you, okay? <laughs> you put 12 sausages, you put 40 sausages. Yeah. This is your choice, is your problem. You, you die in the fire, I don't care. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are using national resources for a choice you made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you won't say that. Like. Yeah, even you go play if, soccer also. Uh, uh, correct, yeah. You go play soccer if you, or if you have, if you're just driving on the road and you have an accident and mm. national resources get pulled in. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can't say, hey, fuck you, it's your yeah. choice. Yeah. Too bad, like, you suffer. Correct, like. yeah. So even if it's just one life, right, mm. you would want to do whatever you uh, you can. And that's the, it's like the collective insurance that you pay, like, right, as mm. a, you know, when you pay taxes and you're part of, a, you're a citizen of a nation. That's, collectively what you want your armed forces to be able to help you do la. Mm. So so that's where I'm like, yeah, you know, when I see those arguments about oh, you know, they took the but I'm like, you know, if it's someone's if it's your son, you know, in there, can you blame can you uh would you not want them to go and do their best to rescue them? La? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is what I think they are doing a lot of their like really like, okay, we'll do everything we can for this uh, whatever ninety six hundred hundred hours or whatever. And after that we will talk to the families and really 
plan what the course of action but until then until that we'll 100 try, hours is yeah. up we'll do everything we can which we, I think which, is yeah. admirable right? which has to be the case yeah, because yeah, the yeah. moment it becomes subjective that even if there's a 0.0000001% chance of saving them yeah. you need to try correct, correct. so I think I think it's just unfortunately tainted by these uh, rich people mm, mm, which mm. is the sad reality because yeah. if they were not that rich or if it was a mission that maybe cost like $500 to go down yeah yeah. I'm sure people's sentiments will be different. Correct, correct. Yeah. Which is, it's like, let's say at a, at a concert, lah, right? Mm. If it's a concert, you know, like private concert, $500,000 in a hot air balloon for yeah. 12 people, I think people will be like, hey, fuck you, like, you chose that. Yeah. But at the same time, going to a Coldplay concert, there is a cost. Yes. There is a risk. Yes. It's just more accessible and that suddenly becomes more okay because it's more accessible to everyone. Correct, correct, yeah. I think the, uh, the the maybe the one thing that uh people are pointing out is that uh maybe there needs to be a bit more regulation on mm. companies that are you know taking people's money to bring them to the, under deep sea submersibles like this because I think yeah the CBS reporter who you know went to visit the he actually sat in the submersible and he was the one that was in the interview that you know found out that they use a gamepad to control things and all uh, he also pointed out that. That's what you saw in the clips, right? But outside of the clips, the submersible itself was, you know, set up using uh, NASA technology, NASA consultants. So a lot of money and, and, and effort was spent to make it as safe a submersible as possible. Mm. And all the other components are meant to be off the shelf in a, in a way that's such that, uh, you know, they, uh, this is what he said. Like, I think I'm paraphrasing, but he said it's, it's such that it doesn't compromise the rest of the structure. Whether, mm. you know, like if the light spoil is because you just change out the batteries rather than have to go and figure out the whole battery inside the, the whole submersible and everything, right? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, so, yeah, his point was that there are there were a lot of uh, safety measures that were taken, uh, you know, in, in terms of making the submersible as uh, um, safe a tube as possible to go 12,000 feet underwater. But uh, at the same time, you know, um, Apparently, there's a lot of different legislation in depending on which part of the world your company is registered and where you are going underwater and things like that. Mm. But for this, it's a much more of a it's a bit of a gray area because, uh, yeah, you know, they they uh, it's it's tourists, right? So it's not like um, it's not like it's a very it's rich tourists, right? Who can afford these things? So it's not a lot of people who go go underwater for these. And so, are they subject to a lot of regulatory oversight? I don't think so because mm. it's only a handful of people, right? And uh, you know, you think about lawmakers, would they really go out and make laws for such a small group of people? But if you think about it, yeah, if a company is promising that it can bring you to 12,000 feet and then it causes things where, you know, like two, you know, two countries have to come together and help rescue you and all that. Yeah. Then it's worth thinking about, okay, what kind of regulation need to be put in place for uh, submersibles like this? So one? do you think, do you think the company shouldn't be offering these sort of things? Uh... No, I think I think yeah. There, there always needs to be people pushing the boundaries of what we can do and explore. Uh, and, and so yeah, so I think explorers. I think that's the nature, right? They want to push the boundaries of what is possible. And if people didn't do that, if the Wright brothers didn't do that, you know, we wouldn't have air travel as it is today and everything, yeah, like, right? Yeah. But when the moment you're accepting money from people to take them on tourist trips, you know, where they're not like actual explorers, explorers, but they're tourists, like, right? Mm. Then I think then that's where they they probably need to be a bit more careful with and, and really be subject to some kind of uh, external yeah uh, oversight la. I th- I think it's also kind of like for Everest la, you know mm. people can mm. plan trips to Everest yeah there are probably some that are a bit more shady yeah. but then it becomes a thing of who enforces the regulation la. yeah right because with more regulation comes more paperwork and and stuff like that. So, so I don't think this company is wrong to offer it. Mm. Uh, in fact, they've been in business quite a while and they do. They seem to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, It's just unfortunate. La. It's just fucking unfortunate. La. Yeah. But off, off the back of, uh, you know, the whole recent debate about Jocelyn Chia and MH370 mm. and all that, uh, is, it, is it like too early for anyone to be, you know, making jokes about it or digging up all the profiles of these these uh, tourists or the, the CEO and all that what do you I, think I think the same thing stands la. like what are you making fun of la? Mm. Uh, I think I wouldn't say a blanket no la. Okay. okay yeah for you Uh, I mean yeah la, now now everyone is, is watching and the whole world is watching and all, all that la, right? so mm. yeah la, if you make a joke now whatever it's and it's not it doesn't doesn't go very well mm-hmm. Uh, yeah la, then, then you, 
that that's what that's the consequences, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think at this point, because everyone's still very hopeful, everyone's still hopeful that that they will find somehow find the people. Um, yeah, it might be it might be worth just to just wait, even wait twenty four hours, lah, before you tweet that tweet that joke or anything, lah. Have right? you seen a lot of jokes? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of jokes. But I'm just saying hypothetically. Yeah. Like, uh, how long is is long enough, lah? Right? Because yeah, there are yeah. lives involved. There are families involved. There are hopes of a lot of people in the community pinned on that as well. Yeah. yeah. And regardless of how rich, poor anyone, it's still lives, right? Yeah. It's still, it's still lives. Like, it's a father and his son there. Yeah. So, oh, it's, I mean, by the time you hear this, there might already be some updates. Yes. Yes. Right? Or, yeah, or the search might still be ongoing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, um, just thinking about the Titanic itself, right? Yeah. Is it, I mean, another point of irony of people saying that, uh, I mean, the ocean swallowed this giant ship full of, you know, hundreds of people and everything. And uh, and then now they've taken this like 20-foot submersible to mm. the same the same, the same same site yeah. to look at the graves. Yeah. It's just the whole thing is just, you know, it does reek a little bit of like some strange, strange irony, right? Yeah, yeah. But, and, and yeah. the submersible is called Titan. Yeah, the, the irony also wasn't lost there. La. It's like, uh, and but it yeah. has made journeys down and uh came up before la. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean right now the reality is because when uh some experts are saying what the crew must be experiencing, yeah, there's probably no power. Yeah. Uh, if it's on the if it's on the ocean floor, it's fucking cold, so yeah. it'd be close to freezing. Yeah. Uh, there might be carbon dioxide poisoning. Mm. It just sounds fucking harrowing, yeah. Yeah. Which I think. Um, some psychologists have explained why people are so transfixed because you can almost imagine the feeling mm, mm. and it's just like oh fuck this is this is terrible like. it's not say you're in space you know yeah. that one people haven't felt before like. yeah, yeah, but you know if you've gone in the water and the water has always been this kind of like wow, you go down deeper beyond a certain point there's no light Oh, it's scary as shit, man. It's scary yeah, as yeah. shit. There's this lot of interesting interviews out and about now with uh, you know either people who have been in submersibles to the Titanic or even there was a deep sea diver who, you know, lost consciousness, I think at like uh, three, 300 meters or 300 feet or something mm. and was actually rescued uh, with like a few minutes left of, of oxygen. Mm. And I think in the 70s, there was a submersible with uh, two people inside that was also, uh, also lost power and was stuck and was eventually hauled out of the ocean and they survived that. Oh, is it? But they were like, they had like, yeah, I think that was the one that they said they had 12 minutes of oxygen left. Fuck. And uh, the, yeah, you hear, you see the footage and the interviews of those people, they, they really just, apparently they just lay down to save, to and not talk to conserve yeah. energy. But the difference was there was that it was at, I think 300 feet uh, or, or three, yeah, 300 meters or 300 feet and it was really just, um, and they still had communication on the surface. Oh. Uh, whereas this one, they really did not, they, they, they're really blind right now. Like, uh, the crazy thing is that yeah, they lost contact an hour and a half into the expedition. Yeah, but they the I think the ship on the surface essentially had to wait until like eight hours later when they were supposed to surface to officially declare that oh we lost contact because you don't know you see that's the thing I think yeah. I think it was so it's so common for them to lose contact with the submersible that um yeah they they can't officially declare that it's lost until it's like eight hours later when it's supposed to surface. Uh. Damn man. Yeah. So. That, that, I, that's the point that people are saying is like whoa if it's so easy to lose contact with the surface like um, yeah that, that's why, like, why is yeah, it so why? easy because apparently the, the even like finding their way to the Titanic uh, the communication is via text message so like on the surface there'd be a sonar or radar and then they would see the they would you know be able to detect where the submersible is and then they would tell it okay they'll text it okay turn 30 degrees to your right Really? And then, yeah. And then and then they'll send us a text and then it'll go down as a text message to down there and then they will pilot accordingly. Uh. What? Yeah, so that's the how, that's the level uh, that they were operating at in terms of the complications. So there must be some technological limitation uh, that prevents comms over yeah, like sure. thousands of feet of water. Uh. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. I mean, the, the question in my mind was like, then why didn't they just go down with like a, a rope tied to the thing and then just submerge and then let it go? But I'm I'm sure there's because it's the big white ocean. You've because got like currents, it goes here and there. Like. Yeah, 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 and then you can't, it'll drag the boat down and everything. Then then the, the ship itself has to become probably like a huge, huge thing, tanker uh. or something. Like. Yeah, yeah. But Fuck, so it's crazy. going out almost blind. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So the 
a lot of people who said the submersible said that that almost every trip there was some point where they lost contact. With oh the surface, my uh. god! Yeah, so but at any point in time, I think there was some fail safe that if there's technical issues, it would auto surface lah. Yeah. But the thing is now probably it was major enough that it didn't lah. Yeah. So I d- I don't even know how that works lah, because you know you've been diving where. You know all the the things about the human's body, like right. Once yeah. you go down to a certain depth, you kind of gotta let the nitrogen get out of your system before you can surface. So yeah, I I don't know how it works, but I'm guessing some kind of submersible also can't just shoot to the surface like this without some. But it's pressurized. It's pressurized, like, But uh, yeah, in terms of the technology being able to control, like yeah. a, a submersible just shooting to the surface. Yeah, I think that one. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like. Yeah, Whew, which makes you think about James James Cameron's uh journey to the depth of Mariana Trench, like, and yeah. one of the passengers also has been down there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the billionaire as well. Yeah, that's there. like what twenty seven thousand feet or something. Whew, wow, it's crazy, man. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Wow. But th- this is like a you know a documentary or a show writing itself In, right yeah, now. Yeah, correct, correct. But yeah, I mean, hopefully they come out alive. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they come out alive. Then the stories would probably be insane, also. Mm, mm, yeah. But wah, wah, chala, 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 chala. Keep an eye on this, lah. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, you know, we were talking earlier about uh big events in Singapore and and co-play and, and everything. Uh, there is a big event going to be happening in Singapore very soon, an Olympic level event. Mm. Uh, happening in Singapore, but uh, it's either one or two things. Either you haven't heard about it. Oh yeah, then pissed off about it, right? Yeah. Or maybe when you hear about it, then you'll become maybe, pissed yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. So what is this event? La? Incidentally, it also has Edwin Tong at the center. Oh yes, Edwin Tong. <laughs> Edwin yes. Tong. So um it was late last year when Edwin Tong announced on Facebook that Singapore would host the first ever Olympic Esports Week in 2023. June. Mm, yeah. Um so then there was apparently a statement that said that esports is not just about gaming. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so since then I mean since then I'm, I'm guessing there was chatter like, but I only picked up on it uh, when I saw this article because apparently the esports event mm. is more focused on virtual recreations of physical sports yeah. as opposed yeah. to esports games yeah. so <laughs> the thing that are there is like virtual archery yeah. virtual dancing virtual sailing and none of the games that come to mind when you know you, if you're interested in esports you hear like Valorant um, League of Legends League of Legends Dota there's nothing of that yeah Um. so, so then people are pissed off like they're saying what the fuck this is an esports event with no real esports program mm, mm. but I can imagine on the government side it's like no we meant like virtual sports yeah e-sports e-sports <laughs> electronic sports you go e-commerce it's <laughs> on e-sports yeah right you used to send mail now you send email email yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you used to play sports now it's esports, e-sports yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sense. can imagine the chart in the government's office also first we had email then we had e-commerce yeah. now we have esports but I mean we, we say government but actually this is sanctioned by the International Olympic Committee that is true also. that is true so it's actually oh yeah it's actually branded, more them it's yeah, more it's them it's branded yeah. an Olympic esports yeah. competitions in March they unveiled a lineup for Olympic esports weeks correct it's not like yes it goes through the Singapore government um, but it is organized by the IOC. Yes, yes, correct. So people are pointing out, especially people in the gaming scene, like because yeah. Singapore, we have we have mentioned we want to be an esports hub. Yeah, that's right. You know, we recently won the joint gold medal for yeah. at the C Games, and it is a a industry that is growing. Like. Yep, yep. So it just feels like we're well, holding an esports event in Singapore. Yeah. Sanctioned by the International Olympic Committee, but it has none of the traditional. Esports. Esports games. Like. Yeah, yeah. So then it just finds it just feels so when you heard about this what you immediately went zero to pista. Uh at first, yeah. No, initially I was like feeling very angry on behalf of uh people like Tristan, you know? Mm. Who are big fans of like Valorant esports and all that. And it's not even represented here. Like. Uh but I mean the more I read about it, to be honest, actually I I kind of like uh, I understand why they're doing this. Mm. And and do I actually? It's not that bad a thing, like, to me. The more I, I read into it, why, why, why? What change? What change? No, but how about you? Like, why? You you just from day one just want to fuck this? Want to whack? I saw you like Singapore whack. government. <laughs> Singapore government? Said, no, no, no. It's not Singapore government. It's the International Olympic Committee. No, I would say then the I I O C la. I think it just feels like the esports term is a yeah. term that that has a very. Yeah. 
clear definition by 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 the industry or the community itself. Mm, yeah. So if you're talking about physical virtual recreations or physical sports, then call it yeah. a virtual sports event. Yeah. To kind of take the name esports and assign it to something that is not really esports, then it feels like it's yeah. it's just saying something that sounds cool. Yeah. I mean to to define like what games specifically, right? Mm. Like we said virtual archery. Uh it's the game is tic tac bow, mm. and I actually saw the videos, and you know, I at first I thought, okay, it's like Wii Sports, that kind of thing, where you, where you physically hold a controller, and then you actually mimic the action that you actually do in real life. But no, you know, it's still a mobile game. So like when they say virtual archery, tic tac bow, you are using a mobile phone to control the the control the the archery. The, I mean the the bow and, oh. and arrow and everything. So it's still like a mobile game. It's not like literal, literally taking the physical action oh. and then applying it to a virtual world, you know? So a lot of these things like the, um, I mean, the, they had like WBSC, eBaseball, Chess.com, Swift, uh, Just Dance, Virtual Regatta, Tennis Clash, Virtual Taekwondo. Uh, some of them do require you to like do actions that you would in the sports. But some of them are really just mobile, mobile games. games. And probably very unpopular mobile games as well. Not not even the not even the top twenty five mobile games for mm. esports and also it's a bit confused uh, the whole uh the whole term uh the, the whole event in terms of using the word esports. Like is it like mobile gaming or like you know literal gaming esports? Or is it like virtual representations of sport? Because, yeah, I mean, tic-tac-bow is not a virtual representation of what archery is. Mm, like. yeah. mm. So so I think that's where a lot of people are like, yeah, uh, you say esports, but is it really esports? Huh? But the goal of this is, what, is a physical event that people go or they can participate online also? Uh, you can participate online, right? No, it's a physical event, I believe. They're, because there are representatives from different countries and Singapore oh. is a team going there as well. That uh, was unveiled not too long ago by uh, alongside the SNOC lah, the mm. the Sing- Singapore National Olympic. So, but then what made so, you feel a bit more like oh, you can understand why they're doing this, and you feel it's not as like uh, shitty as you initially thought? Uh, because I when when just looking at some of the comments from the gaming community, mm. I think there's a lot of uh, ring fencing going on around what what an e-sport is, right? Mm. Uh, of course, right now, it is dominated by certain games and certain uh, platforms and everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, there is, to their credit, there is Gran Turismo Racing there, which is, you know, a, a, is both a virtual representation of a real sport, but it's also like gaming, gaming, right? Yeah. So that that works. I mean, there's chess, right? Chess.com, obviously. Um, uh virtual taekwondo which is also a virtual representation of the sport so there are these games that maybe uh are not as uh like the hardcore gamers don't play these games like mm. but i would say a lot of people the experience with gaming is with these more casual kind of gaming gaming like, like literally said we sports right so do we are we going to stand here and say that's not esports because it's because it's played by the masses and, and not as hardcore as the mm. rest of them. Uh, whereas what I see the, the IOC or Olympic Federation is doing is okay. We have this traditional every four years, you know, since the since the beginning of time, and then we have this traditional competition called the Olympics, where it's just basically physical sports, uh. And then there's a whole bunch of younger people who you know they are very into the gaming world, whether it's casual gamers or console gamers, or whatever. And uh, they're trying to bring those two worlds closer together. Lah. Like you can experience what's it like to, you know, be a Taekwondo competitor with a, with a, with a, you know, being a gamer and everything as well. Mm. So do we begrudge those people who consider that an e-sport, you know? Oh, so, so you can imagine for them like, like, yeah, like we have all these physical sports. Yeah. You know, we want to connect with a digital uh, co- yeah. uh generation. Let's find virtual equivalents yeah. because I was also thinking you, may, you know you mentioned Gran Turismo as part of it I was like hey, yeah. actually that's famous how come that yeah. is part of it but because it's still about racing which yeah. you can argue there's a certain com- competitive uh, thing that is closer to Olympics and say like shooting each other yeah right yeah so but then it still feels like the term uh, you know when you said like oh maybe it's just the hardcore e-sport 
esports people who feel like this is not an esport. It's mm. like, you know, filmmakers yeah. who look at someone on YouTube, they're like, you're not a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a YouTuber. You yeah. shut the fuck up. Okay? You yeah. put your, you can make a film, but as long as you put it on YouTube, because last time I remember there were some people who told us uh, when I think when we were hiring or something I said oh so you make short films where do you upload your short films they're yeah. Vimeo I was like oh why, why not YouTube why yeah. Vimeo only they're like oh YouTube just has cats and dogs videos you know yeah. Vimeo is for the filmmaker yeah. Yeah. in my mind I was like you shut <laughs> the fuck up la, okay? who the fuck watches Vimeo yeah right yeah, yeah. and it has is that kind of like um, I the purest la. correct correct yeah so, so that's where I'm coming uh, from like I play I play FIFA also, so I, I would love to you know uh yeah I would love to have seen like FIFA players here and all that, uh but does it mean that yeah la, someone who doesn't play FIFA and plays was like virtual regatta, is there any less of a gamer or any less of a e-sport you know uh because it's not as popular or mm. or not as maybe not as technical as like you know a FIFA player or anything like that, so so that's where I I like okay I mean, e-sports is very new everyone's still trying to define it. How come one group it seems to, uh, one group seems to be more uh adamant that our definition is correct than the other group, mm. uh, right? Literally, like if you look at Wikipedia, esports, short for electronic sports, is a form of competition using video games. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah, that is it. Because yeah. it's been around since nineteen. 19- okay, like apparently, like the earliest known video game competition took place in nineteen seventy two. Yeah, for the game Space War. Yeah, and that's esports. Correct. Yeah. Oh, so it's more like the certain segment. So probably any gamers, hardcore gamers hearing this, you might like, hey, you all don't know shit, you know? Yeah. There's a certain eSport that means what is. I mean, there's a certain games that means what eSports is. like Because Street Fighter yeah. will also be there, right? Street Fighter will be there. NBA, I think 2K will also be there. So yeah, there are representations of uh, sports that, that, you know, that are very competitive, right? Um, There are competitions for, for NBA, 2K, competitions of Gran Turismo. Mm. Uh, I'll admit I didn't know Just Dance had competitions as well but apparently it has you know Yeah, it's not just a game that you play at, at while drunk at friends parties and all so uh. these can be competitive and if they're competitive to that group of that smaller group of people maybe smaller than those who play League of Legends or Valorant uh, who well how, who is it who is the authority to say that those are not esports if the Olympic committee comes, comes out and says it but obviously you know, there's also probably money considerations uh, for the yeah. committee. But I'm just saying that why, uh, you know, for the the people who are just trying to enjoy some of these sports, you know, there might be, some, I might be wrong and there might be a huge group of people who play Just Dance competitively. Yeah. Uh, so who are we to say that that's less of an e-sport than, you know, uh, League of Legends? Or, yeah, so, so I think it comes down to the definition. La, because... Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, even looking at a Wikipedia article, like uh, 106 million people viewed the 2017 World Esports Competition. Mm. But that label was assigned to the League of Legends World Championship in 2017. Yeah. So it yeah. becomes like, okay, then what is an esport? Certain groups can't just say, we, everything we do is esports. If you're a game, you think of something else. Yeah. Also, it's a terminology. La. Yeah, it's terminology. Uh, and and if it's the 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 point is to make try and make uh you know bring those two worlds together the physical sports and the gaming world together because what's wrong yeah what's wrong with that effort lah and this is the inaugural Olympic esports week no yeah yeah the first time it's being done and yeah. literally if you look online they say games featured at the event will include tic tac bow bracket archery yeah uh it's not NBA it's WBSCE baseball oh baseball yeah, this yeah baseball. baseball. Baseball, then chess, then Zwift, which is mm. cycling, virtual regatta, e-sailing. Fortnite apparently is inside. I think they're what they are going to do is to they're going to recreate a shooting a shooting competition in the world of Fortnite, oh. so that people who play Fortnite can you know do try their hand at joining this shooting competition that kind of replicates what the actual shooting competition is lah. I see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're bringing all these people, these young people who play Fortnite as well into this. So you're saying ga- uh, the gaming community is sensitive, uh, is it? Uh, I think there's a lot of like uh, ring fencing going on about trying people trying to define and say this is this is our turf, don't come here. When turf. actually it's not that well defined yet lah. Mm. It's the truth. Because we have canal last time like you are not filmmakers lah. You all are YouTubers. Yeah. You yeah. are not TV showrunners. You're YouTubers, all right? Let's be real. You all are YouTubers. Yeah. Basket. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's that that area of like people feeling that their rice bowl is being threatened and then they're trying to set ring fences around it. 
So I think it is it is probably something for the IOC and even the Singapore government to understand, okay, these sort of things, how you say, uh, then it becomes a thing of how you deliver the news, uh, how you package things. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, that that, that term e-sports needs to be needs to be if, if updated, it, uh, needs yeah, to be updated. Or, or they need to come to some kind of agreement. Game or, sports and e-sports. Yeah, gaming and e-sports. Like, is it, is it e-sports is the largest circle that gaming is part of or is gaming basically esports right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. What is the hierarchy? Because so you, you never hear people say, you know, you hear people say, yeah, I'm a gamer. People yeah. say, I'm an esportsman. <laughs> what are you going uh, to do later after after you finish work? Eh, just go home and esports. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says that, right? <laughs> uh, Tristan, uh, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, Tristan. Do people, do people use what that language? What don't they, what don't, sport yeah. you play? Esports. 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 <laughs> esports. Oh, okay, okay. What do you do for fun? Oh, yeah, esports. Yeah, e-sport. any kind of esports, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, any yeah. kind of esports. It's a game, right? Game, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I don't know. That's why I, the more I read do it, the more I was like, um, yeah, what's wrong with it being being these particular games? Mm. Uh, of, co- of course, it's a strange mix of games and a lot that a lot of people don't know about. But uh, if you know, IOC is putting their money behind it and they're doing an event and they, they, yeah. they, there seems to be a big enough community for one, for, for them to want to do something. Then go ahead and do it. So like. then I think Singapore needs to be clearer. You want to be eSports hub? But yeah. what kind of eSports? Because <laughs> this is inaugural, no? it's the first time it's ever being done. It's being yeah. done in Singapore, which yeah, is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. But then, what kind of eSports? Yeah. Because don't forget, like last, just what, two weeks ago, Apple Vision Pro was announced and artificial, uh, not, not, uh, virtual reality but yeah la, augmented reality mm. is a big part of it and I'm sure gaming is a is a very will be a very big component of that as well la, right mm. so all this the the kind of e-sports that will come out of the you know uh, uh, virtual reality or augmented reality ecosystem uh, will will continue to be redefined la, over the next few years mm-hmm. and, and yeah la, you know who is it to, again, to say that only League of Legends or only Call of Duty or what can be... I mean, last time also, there was that, that same debate, right? I don't know whether it was bowling or golf before it became an Olympic thing. Oh, yeah, 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 People yeah, were yeah. saying, bowling is not a sport. La. Yeah, yeah. Right. Floorball. So Floorball, floor yeah. No, no, no. You don't play, uh, you don't get physical, you don't sweat. It's, it's not a sport. But yeah. at the same time, like, okay, la, then are you single-handedly defining what a sport is? La? Yeah. Like lawn bowling. You know, lawn bowling always gets a lot of shit. <laughs> Yeah, like exactly. because you be a lawn bowler, you can be a sportsman till you're like seventies. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. So, if if the Olympic Committee is doing it and there's a competition around it, like okay lah, then I mean, Olympic Committee also got its fair share of controversies, controversies lah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Ah. Yeah. So wow. will you be will you be checking out Olympic esports? Week Actually, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah. When is it? Ah. Uh? Uh, this weekend, I think. Or, oh, from yeah. from today. Yeah, this weekend. <laughs> from yeah. today till Sunday. Yeah. 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 Ah, interesting. Ah, go, interesting. go try your hands out at chess.com or Swift or Just Dance. Nice, Tennis man. Clash. Sweet. Yeah. That's okay. cool. Cool, man. Yes. Uh, yeah, so now it's time for the one short comment of the past week. Yeah, what is yeah. your one short comment? Of uh, the past week? Uh, uh, There's been a lot, lah. There's been a lot, yeah. That's yeah. what I'll say. You, you, have, you have any... Any to uh, yeah yeah of course um I think uh the uh I think on our on our subreddit there's been a lot of people uh putting up a lot of uh suggesting a lot of different topics uh, yeah to come yeah. up on our podcast and we've just been catching up with with all these topics as well so uh I think recently that uh the one that a lot of people are talking about or at least on our subreddit was the fair price counting on shoppers' honesty at self-checkout counters when plastic bag charges start. La. Mm. In July 3rd, apparently, they're going to have to start paying for plastic bags at fair price and it'll be an honor system going on. La. So that has triggered quite a bit of a discussion even on our own subreddit about it, la, about mm. whether they'll be paying this surcharge and all. So yeah, you know, I, 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 I thought it was awesome that the community itself is having mm. their own little yellow butt. They're doing their own little yellow butt thing going on in the in the uh, subreddit. Mm. And yeah, so kudos to you guys for suggesting these topics and just also, even if we don't get to talk about it on our podcast, they, you know, people are debating already. Yeah. yeah, debating. That's right. Uh, okay. My whole was just one comment about, I think it was from uh, Joker on Earth. Mm. The, the, on the last, the subreddit for the last podcast, like, where I think 
I was bitching about how, you know, like, fucking these concerts, you know, six times and all, and Taylor Swift. Then apparently, Jackie Chung is adding a total of nine shows throughout the month of July. Is that verified? Like, 100% already? I don't know. Yeah. Nine shows, ah. Uh. Yeah. Pretty crazy, yeah. Nine shows? What the hell? It's it's kind of strange, uh. Like, I remember 20, 30 years ago, you know, like, when we were younger and all these things. Oh, yeah, so it's confirmed it's nine. Yeah. He but, sold out for six nights and yeah. then there's another three. But, yeah, you think about 20 years ago, like, you could you could barely, I mean, not say barely, lah, but it was very rare to get, like, huge international acts to come to Singapore, lah, right? Yeah. And if they come, it'd be, like, once every 10 years or something. Now it's like they come and like, they're here for a fucking week, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing. Yeah. Last time, maybe you asked, hey, you're going for Michael Jackson concert, <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, <laughs> yes. And you know, okay, it's either the same day or two days. Yeah. Now you have to ask, are you going for the first Monday or the second Monday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of, like, like honestly, like Coldplay is yeah. three days, then they got two-day break. Yeah. Then another two. Yeah. Then two-day break. Then yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, in the between, they're going to be visiting the, they're going to be touring Singapore, like, going to the zoo, you know, visiting the, the infinity yeah, pool. It just feels like... It's almost like a, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, like, um, almost like a diplomatic tour of the country or something that they're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Funny, yeah. Then they'll, I don't know, they'll appear on someone's podcast mm. or like... Yeah, hey, yeah, Chris Martin, please. If we come and debate about how you fractured Singapore society <laughs> with your decisions. <laughs> I mean, if we can get Chris Martin or Taylor Swift on our podcast, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be a benefit of doing six shows over a week. Uh. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, nine shows. Uh. Oh, love it. So then now it's another sell for artists. You come mm. to one country, yeah. you make like a shit ton of revenue. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the logistics of different countries. Yeah, you don't have to move around. Yeah. And if you like Singapore, you like the weather, you like the food, fucking great, right? It's Next like... thing we know, Chris Martin buying GCB. <laughs> Confirm. Confirm. Chris Martin, Taylor Swift buying GCB. He'll be hanging out with the Haiti Lao boss. Yeah, that's he'll, right. Eating Haiti Lao. And all oh, love <laughs> oh, love it. Oh, Cool, man. man. Okay, and then what about your one shook thing for the, for the last few days? Uh, actually, my... Yeah, my one shock thing is a is a podcast video uh, of uh, someone that I've spoken about before, uh, Richard Dawkins. You know, the the author and professor who wrote wrote the God Delusion and mm. is a very well known uh, atheist and 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 thinker. La. He basically uh, went on a podcast. Uh, I think it was called Unheard, like heard as in H E R D. Mm. podcast where the title of the video that I, I watched was What I Got Wrong About COVID. So it's basically Richard Dawkins coming to terms with uh, uh, I think he made some a lot of uh, comments about the COVID vaccine and anti-vaxxers and all that early in the in the days. He, he made these comments on Twitter and in this video you see him uh, backtracking on certain things that he mm. said about the, the vaccine and and uh, so I thought it's quite interesting because in this day and age where people, you know, uh, they they double down on their theories or they double down on what they say, say think is correct and all that. To see someone, you know, um, as esteemed as like Doc, Richard Dawkins himself say that, you know, that he may have gotten certain things wrong and just based on the information at the time. Is it? That's, I mean, not, not, not that much wrong, but more in the sense that should he have taken such a hard stance against the uh, anti-vaxxers and everything. Uh, he backtracks a little bit on that. So I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, exchange, the, this whole video, this seven and a half minute video. Uh. Oh, really? Because I remember reading his book, The God Delusion. Yes, yes. And I didn't finish it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a bit... This was like before you got married or after? Before, before. <laughs> <laughs> Why you have to bring that up? Uh? Just it was just, just my own personal curiosity. Oh, okay, okay. okay? I, I, thought, okay. I thought you, after marriage, you were reading it for ammunition <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah. Before every Sunday. Uh. Yeah. Okay, what new book am I going to read? Uh? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. interesting. Uh. Interesting. Uh, because he's, he has very strong opinions about these things, uh, right? So, mm. uh, you would imagine someone like that, like, doubling down or not not backtracking. Yeah. But he does, he does a bit of, like, uh, you know, self-reflection in this video as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, my uh, one shock thing was a recent thing um, I saw about, there's some new paper that was released by uh, Nanograv. 
which mm. which looks at the gravitational wave astronomy la, okay which is a new sector of astronomy i believe as of a few years ago okay and there's all these new theories coming out about super massive black holes oh because there's a few animations that kind of show how big the biggest black holes are yeah. in uh, the universe and they are because my thought always is that black hole is that yeah it's super concentrated so it'll be like smaller than the sun but then the mm. gravitational pull around it is very strong yeah but some animations show black holes that are like thousands of times bigger than the Milky Way. Mm. So then there's all this talk about whether Earth could be in a black hole mm. and all this other stuff. So I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I can... My one shock thing would probably be this one animation that shows the size of a black hole. Okay. But wow, it's freaking interesting, man. Mm-hmm. They do they yeah. do animations. Uh. Yeah, they do. It's like the kind you start off on Earth and then yeah, you yeah, zoom yeah. out and then they show the solar system and then they show oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the biggest black hole they've detected and it's yeah. it's huge. La. Those are always very enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. But it's now, crazy. Like like now this whole submarine submersible thing. Uh. I you, you don't understand the depth of it until they show you like, oh, this uh. is what the height of the Empire State Building and nine times of that is the depth of that how far deep they are. Because you tell twelve thousand feet, I'm like, okay, I don't I don't even know what that means. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Nine times the Empire State. Mariana Trench is like Mount Everest. Uh. Oh, this is but then also you don't understand how tall Mount Everest is if yeah. you unless you put it next to the Empire State Building or something, uh, uh, then you yes. can understand. Oh crap. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Scary. Crazy man. Cool man. Yeah. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Peace.